Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 123. I'm in the booth with my brothers. Is that right? 123. <laughs> Michael, the show Pirelli. Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela. And I am Dave, the body, Regina. Matching Bar Taco, if you're on YouTube. I look like I work at Bar Taco if you're from uh, you Porchester, like Stanford, Greenwich. Bar Taco. Um, area. Yeah, I look like the bouncer there. A bouncer at Bar Taco. Good. I was saying all fair to Michael, it's a polo shirt, but this polo is actually really a big horse, but my chest just makes it look like a It looks like one. a pony. Um, I've been dying to tell you this story because it, it's like super hot, super fresh because it just happened. So a couple months back, I lost my Beats headphones, right? And they're the studio Beats, so they're like pretty pricey headphones. Yeah, $300, CV says. CV, the, right. the AV guy over here. Right. I, they're, they're expensive, but they're really, really good headphones. So I go back to the place the day that I lost them in the gym by the treadmill, and they were gone. Mm. I'm like, wow, somebody really just got me for my headphones. That Devastating. sucks. Devastating. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to dwell on it. Like, Let's just keep moving. So I really haven't thought about it. I've When I see them, I'm like, oh, like you know, those were my headphones. Oh. I like them. Oh, you know? So today, I step on the Stairmaster, and my music stops playing in my headphones. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I know where this is going. My music stops playing in my headphones, and it says, connected, <gasps> Dave's Beats Studio. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Where are you? So now I start looking, and I see two chicks. Two chicks with the same headphones, and they had gold on them, so it's not like it was like a typical Yours black. were gold? Yeah, they were- um, Rose gold? They're silver- with like a gold lining in Interesting. it. Very nice color. Like a pewter with gold. Very nice. Right? Pewter is a nice color. Um, so it's like kind of an exclusive color. So I'm like, damn, there's two chicks. One's a young Spanish chick. One's like a middle-aged white chick. So I'm like, oh boy, like I have to just go have the conversation. Like I just Which have is to a tough combo because if you're wrong. Well, that's the thing. So I start blasting Thief in the Night. <laughs> right? And now I'm very smart. I know that's pretty good. But now I'm looking at the two of them, and I'm like, "Who's gonna react? Who's so now?" I start messing with the volume. I'm going down, up, down, up, and it's blasting though because like when you blast it into those headphones, it's loud. Oh yeah. But now I see that they don't really do anything. So I'm like, "Well, this is bizarre." I'm just going up to them. So I go to the the chick that was closest to me, which happened to be the the middle aged white chick, and I'm like, "Hey, sorry," but she like didn't even look at me. And I'm like, hey, hey. And I like wave my hand. And she like looks up and she like takes her headphones off. And I'm like, this is a very odd conversation. But I lost those same headphones. And she goes, oh, like people in the gym these days, I tell you, they just don't return things. I'm like, mm, that's sketchy. Yeah. So I said, what song is playing right now in your thing? And I'm blasting it. Yes. And she goes, paradise. And I'm like, paradise, paradise. I'm like, can you show me that? Because I'm blasting this yeah. this song. And she's like, yeah, but like, what's going on? So she shows me Paradise, and her name is attached to the thing. It says, like, Crystal's headphones. She's probably so confused. Well, so I said, listen, I'm so sorry, but, like, look, look. It's saying that I'm connected to these headphones. She goes, dude, I'm sorry, but, like, 
these are mine, and I've had them for like a year. They probably for and sure like, you were scamming. Right, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, sorry, have a good day. <laughs> like, just so awkward, so weird. Then I go to the Spanish chick, young girl too, like probably in high school. And I'm like, hey, like, so sorry to bother you, but can I see your headphones? And she's like, she's like, yeah. So I'm blasting the music, and it's not playing out of this damn headphone. And I'm like, this is wild. What I said, you, where did like, you get these, these headphones? These are nice. I said, where did you get these headphones? And she goes, my mom got them for me. <laughs> so I said, where'd your mom get them? I said, listen, did you find them in the gym though? And I asked the other chick too. I said, did you find those in the gym? And they, they were both say, no, I didn't yeah. find them in the gym. And she's like, no, my mom got them for me. I'm like, do you mind if I read the serial number? So I pull up the serial number on my phone because it was connected. And sure enough, I look at hers and it's not the fucking serial <laughs> number. Then I go back to the other chick. I'm like, hey, sorry to bother you. Can I see the serial number on that? And I was wrong. But somebody in the gym today had your headphones. Had my headphones. Oh, you didn't find them? No. Should we do a stakeout? How oh, bugged out is this? Good content. We should do a stakeout. You know what? They, they're they definitely in like a locker. Yo, but that's the thing. I, but they have to be on. And they had 99% charge. Wait, did you, you, did you look around? Angle, though. I did. Could they have fallen under a machine? This was months ago. And how would they be 99% charged? You oh. you need to. Uh, here's a strategy. You you probably gave up your position. Someone was like, oh, something's going on. He must yeah. be here. Well, I kept blasting. I know. But then, so I maybe I, they were pre-gaming in the car. Outside. Well, that's the thing. Oh, they could have. But and in the but car, they, you blew they, disconne- <laughs> they disconnected me too. So yeah, I you're know wh- they're, they're there. Aware. Somebody is snooping. But I was blasting thief in the night, bro. Blast. And I'm thinking I'm gonna catch these chicks. And I'm looking at both of them because they were on both two different sides of the gym. And I'm like, someone one one of them is gonna touch their ears. And sure enough, they didn't. So I probably shouldn't have went up to them. Then my two homegirls who were in the gym, I told them what was going on because they were like, "Why are you look so like serious?" I'm like, here, blah, 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 this is what's going on. They're like, you're really sick. First off, I wouldn't have broke focus, <laughs> right? I would have said it's a gone. <laughs> Yo, I mean, and I really checked their serial numbers, so they're not lying to me. That's insane. That's what's crazy. And and the color is bizarre. It's not like a normal color. We got to stake them out. You got to go and just sit in the parking lot it's and horrible. just keep trying to attack. And then once you get, then you got to beeline. I wonder, will they always um try to resync with your phone? Well, that's the so thing. They're gonna forget you now. And it just it just randomly. Ha- I, like I said, I, I've thought about it since oh, yeah, it happened, but it's been a long time. So when my music just shifted away from my headphones, I'm like, right. wait, what happened? I look, it said Dave's beat solo. I'm like, oh. they could have just been in the area because that's a shopping but, complex. That's what I'm saying. Somebody so could have been like them. in the. Um, uh, what's next to a BJ's or whatever? Yeah. Or they're going to get some Popeyes. This is ridiculous. Wow. Though. Imagine they were enjoying a nice chicken fried sandwich with your headphones <laughs> on, really headphones. living life. <laughs> Blasting Thief in the Night. Mm-hmm. How does Thief in the Night go? Um, I don't know. It was this song. I've never heard that song. Yeah, you have. Thief I have? in the Night. Yeah, something like that. That's it. First off, <laughs> random song to blast. No. You should have been like, I'm going to find you, like Fuji's, right? Oh, that's a that would have been good. You can run, you can hide. That's a good one. Oh wait, no, that's that's a. This is young, young thugger. Hold on. Or you should have just played like uh, the Michael Myers theme song. <laughs> um, G's up, hoes down. That would have not got me scared. That was the part. It was like like a thief in the night, like a thief yeah. in the night, right? So, oh, Thief in the Night. I yeah, got it. So I didn't I even kept, put that together. So, right. So I kept saying, and I kept playing <laughs> that part. Clicked. I kept playing that part like a Thief in the Night, like a Thief in the Night. That's and good. I was just blasting it, and I don't have my damn headphones. So if anyone knows, uh, like, subscribe, and DM us <laughs> if, uh, you have my with, if anyone has leads for these headphones. This is horrible, man. 
Um, so yeah, I, it was fresh. I had to tell you the story and I was super embarrassed because like I pride myself on being very blunt. Um, and it was hard with people, but I was very it was awkward, super uncomfortable and awkward. And and the fact that they, I was wrong. I felt terrible. I did that. And I went back twice to each of them. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to share the whole story, but long story short, someone took like a couple pa- bags outside the front of our house and they just disappeared. And there was this young, um, uh, mailman that was on our street that looked super sketchy and he definitely was smoking or whatever. And he was like laughing when I walked up. So I'm, I'm like, this got to be the guy. And Dana witnessed me go up to him and stand in the doorway and basically interrogate him. <laughs> and I was, it wasn't even anything valuable. It was just shit that was in the front. And there was like maybe seltzers. And I interrogated him for like maybe two, <laughs> two minutes full. And Dana, and it wasn't him. It was, Goodwill did it. Oh. Goodwill went to the wrong house and took my stuff. Oh. And I, because I called around to see who had ring cameras. And my guy, Emilio, next door had a ring. And I literally see this dude, not intentional. He just like walked up, grabbed the bags, put them in because the neighbor. How do you not have cameras? Down. I have cameras everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, the new house has cameras. You know, but ring. Is, it's the, the worst feeling when you're wrong and you're so convinced you're like, this is the that person. That was it. I, yeah. I, I swore. And then I'm like, well, I'm catching one of you. Like, absolutely. One this of you is exciting. You, does this fire you up? Well, so now I know the time frame, too, because today I went a little bit earlier than typical because, um, you know, I didn't have to bring Callie anywhere. So they're going to lay low. I was. I, I know. That's the thing. You got to, like, stay low. And I don't know. They don't know it's me. I don't think they right? can reset the connection. I well, think it could be somebody that. that works there, too. That was the other thing I'm yeah. just thinking about right now. The fact that it was 99%. Maybe it was one of you scumbags at the front desk. <laughs> What? Hopefully they don't listen, follow, or <laughs> and they all do too. By the way, so what? This new guy, he shows up. Damn, I'm sorry, buddy. I forget your name. Um, but he he just started, and he, everybody you know has the no snooze logo on in that gym. Of course, so it's the headquarters. So he's like, yo, like, dude, I see your stuff on like you know Instagram. I really got to check out your podcast. So one of the episodes, I guess, that he listened to, I was shouting out young Jordan, uh, young JG, Grulon, Grulon, right? Yeah, that one. So. I guess I said something, but I didn't say Jordan's name. So he was like, yo, you just shouted me out on the podcast, man. Thank you. I'm like, yo, I got you. <laughs> you took credit for it. It would be very funny if you were snooping around and you're taking video and then you just look and it's me benching in your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm definitely, I need to look. I'm you need to find it. You need to close this chapter. All right, I'll bring you, up What's the strategy? I think you guys stay there was nobody else working out. There was nobody else in the gym? That ha- There was a, whole, a bunch of people, but like nobody else had the headphones on. What about the locker room? I didn't get off. Do you hear what I'm asking? So it automatically connects, right? So he or who he or she or whoever the hell it is can't unconnect or forget your device, right? Only you could. Wait, hold on, hold on. Unless you do a factory. If you're hooked up to your headphones, Mm -hmm. can somebody else like interfere? That was the thing. Because I don't think you can. You can because I kept doing it and they kept disconnecting. He kept switching, but you can switch back. Because I think I'm the master on like it was my headphone, dude. It's you but, stole my shit. But I don't think he can unlink you, but you can unlink your phone if you wanted to, yes. which you're not going to do, Correct. obviously. Correct. But he might be able to do a factory reset. Right. And I, I, I've never done I, I tried all the stops. Let me see the serial number because it says it in the phone. Wow. Someone is playing. What's your approach when you do find the person? I'm just going to be like, I mean, really, the first thing is because I don't know if I would. You know what you should do? I might get caught with this. You should go up to them and say like, oh, those are really sick headphones. Can I see? 
and then just read the just take it and then walk away. Don't say anything. Well, that's what I wanted to do that's to these chicks, did. but then there was two that's of them that had the same phone headphones. So I'm like, damn, this this thing Thank is. Thank God be you didn't do that because I know. You stole but I was headphones. so convinced. I got to be honest, it was a good lesson too because I swore I would have bet money. One of y'all going down. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how morning, excited were you? Because you was, live for those no, moments. No, no, I was. I you was like that. Awkward. I was pulsing. Yeah, yeah. I really was. I was like. <laughs> Right? He was working out getting ready. To Yo, approach I jumped off this Stairmaster so quick. And then when I got shot down by both of them, and I felt bad because, like, I went back twice. Yeah. And they were like, him again? Oh, God. Yeah. And then I'm like, can I see the serial number? They're like, here you go. <laughs> like, it's bad. Um, but no, so my, my approach, honestly, I was the first question I asked was, where did you get those headphones? Mm. You know, did you find them in the gym? How aggressive were you? Yeah, I know. That's see, what I'm saying. My approach would have just been like, nice headphones. Can I see them? And then they'll be like, yeah. yeah. And then just take them. Like, <laughs> just run? But, just but run, I was wrong. Then I stole no, your well, headphones? You'd have yeah, to that's crazy. Sure you I'm not going to lie. If you came up to me and you said, can I look at your headphones? I'd be like, no. Right? No, I, you absolutely do. Hell yes. no. You'd be friendly. Especially if I know they're mine. And no, I know how he gets. You know he's not going to run with them, though. <laughs> no, no, it's not even about that. <laughs> I mean, that. I'll be here tomorrow. It's the gym. No. Yeah, he's at the gym every I know, day. <laughs> I know how he gets. I know how he can be confrontational. And if he came to me, can I look at your... No, hell no. That's it? No, that's what I was no, trying. Because I, I know trying they're to mine. Smile at them. I'm like, so if I know they're mine, definitely not. Right. And I want you to get crazy because they're mine. You know I what I mean? No, and I felt bad. And then I'm gonna get your ass kicked out of the gym. All right, we're gonna do a little secret time now. Have you ever received something in the mail or found something and just use it? I have. No, I, I returned it. Two I things. Returned. Wait, what? You ready? Da- like uh, a wrong package. To Livy your house. found a. <laughs> Livy found a toy that was like a cell phone. Yeah. Just randomly in the park, but there was literally no one around. Like snag, snag. Oh, that I would absolutely toys, take. Right, but I think it's in mail. This kid's good. Nah, Someone crazy. sent a pot to our house, like a. a I believe a that's a federal pot. offense. <laughs> yeah. no, no. Don't do it. It's holiday season, guys. I keep that. Too. <laughs> Stay. Someone sent like a like a boiling pot, whatever you call it, like a cooking pot. Really nice, and it was like in the front of our house for a long time, and then. The person, what do you mean a long time? You just left the pot well, there the, for like it days? Was, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> days on end? It was two owners pot? before us. Oh. So I'm like, who's ever sending this doesn't know this person. Gotcha. So Dana just one day randomly brought it into house and just unpacked it and put it on the stove. And I'm not going to be like, send it back. I'm like, all right, guess we got a pot. And to this day, it's one of the most used that pots in our house. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Bad um, juju. But I'm curious. I, have there been anything that's like I returned it because it was, it was actually the neighbor's. You know, but yeah. I but it was from Old Navy. I did want to snoop, but I didn't. I returned it. But I have to say, like like a, a like a girl in college stealing clothes and then wearing clothes. Like Chris Salvo used to do it beautifully. He used to do it and then wear it specifically when he can to see you to see how long it takes for you to notice that's your clothes. <laughs> it's one of his things that's he good. does. That's good. But a nice like workout jersey, practice jersey, yes. sweats. If you can get them from a family friend. It's one of the best things to do because every time you wear it, you giggle to yourself. You're like, oh, this is Dave's. I still do that with Jay Westroll. You do it with everything. I stole, yeah, yeah I stole Frank stuff. Right? And then I told him, that's how we played horse, right? Because yep. I was like, well, if you beat me in horse, then you can take your jersey back. Yep. And I washed him. So the little, uh, I, one of the things I used to do, I don't know if I've said it on here, I used to take people's uh, photos of them, like their family photo. So like Matt mm-hmm. and Brittany. Oh, and you I just said it you I think guys. last episode. Yeah, and I would put us. it on our shelf. That's not fair, man. That's not nice. Um, so, Jim, can we talk Jim? Yeah, I go got ahead. questions. Go ahead. So I'm feeling stronger, really enjoying the workout. Shout out AC for adjusting. Okay. Finally starting to get a little bit of a routine, um, making time like my esteemed colleague has taught me. <laughs> you got to prioritize the important stuff. And now that things are slowing down a little bit, I've been really 
getting back into the like Sadiq is getting ready for the uh, <laughs> Olympia. Bumstead has a new coach. There's a lot of stuff going on in the workout world, and I'm loving it. Okay. <laughs> and my donuts, I've been enjoying really seeing them all on the rack. These are these are uh, weights, by the way. Donuts those, are weights. For those yeah. who don't if, know, if you're just tuning in. If you don't know what a donut is, kick rocks. All right. We don't need you here. Um, long story short, now I have the home office kind of purring along. And I have a setup where I stand the majority of the day, which I enjoy because I feel better on the phone, a little quicker. And I've been dropping down and doing my push-ups again because I've enjoyed getting that little extra edge of feeling like a little stronger. And I feel mm-hmm. like for some reason, the stabilization of like a push-up helps me with the actual bench because I'm trying to get to 400. So my question to you is like, what other little like hacks or workouts can I do throughout the day to really... Not only get the peak physique I'm going Ooh, for. Peak physique. Michael but peak also physique. the strength. Because I think, to your point, if you are you look aesthetically good, but you're not strong, it's like right. whenever you get into that little like bear hug situation with a friend, you can't really impose on them, mm-hmm. which you've done to me. It's like, a, it's like a weird like handshake, right? So Dave, you know when you give a handshake, you let people know you're strong? You ever do that? I don't. I, I don't he do does. That. No, I don't do you've that. You've given me hugs where you made me feel the power. Well, and it's hugs, a fun thing to do. Hugs are different. And then I give you a little back, but I want to really give you one. You want to give day. me a big back, not a little back. I want to give it. You know when you crack someone's back? Like, yeah. Whoa, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, I don't hug people and crack their back. <laughs> like, yo, what up? <laughs> so, so, all right, stay focused. So, what uh, workouts? <laughs> so, I have fifteen pound dumbbells. Okay. In, upstairs that are just they're not the uh, Bowflex ones. Mm-hmm. They're just they stay in the gym. The gym. They stay in my office. What can I do with like 15s uh, effectively? So 15s. Paperweights? What? <laughs> Dude, 15 gets heavy. Yeah, 15s, yeah, definitely. Um, For the shoulder so the, exercises? The, well, again, so you, if you're talking about to improve your bench press, believe it or not, obvi- the obvious thing is like, yeah, strengthen your chest, right, with those exercises. But if you're looking for something that you can do with 15 pounds, um, what's called a rear delt. Um, what is it called? Like a fly? It's a rear delt fly, correct. Right, but it's a bent over rear dove fly. So, like, if you're on the bench or something, um, can I do it standing? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So if you if you're like this and you're on YouTube, do not rip your shirt. Your chest, you want your chest down to your knee, but I want to talk this through, so I'm not all the way down to my knee, right? Um, You put the weights basically in between. But Mike, look it down. It's gonna be a good thumbnail. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Well, no, I gotta talk though. One of you guys talks while the other one does it. Okay. Guys, one of you talks while the other one does it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thumbnail. Um, so, yes, basically chest to knees. You want the weights uh, right behind your, your legs, actually. Yep. And you want to bring them up to a place to where you're now squeezing your actual back. Right. So not too high, though. You want to get them basically shoulder width. Bend I mean, the elbow. Uh, yep. Slight bend in the elbow. And the, way, the best way to explain it, though, is literally the opposite of a bench press. So if your bench press is here. Right, and you're pushing straight out. Yeah. You want to basically reverse the movement backwards. Gotcha. And the pinkies up. It looked like you're doing. Yes. It, uh, thumb, well, thumb up, thumb, thumb down, thumb down, down pinky pinkies up. up. Yes. Because then it hits yep. the back. So part? that's your rear delt. Because what you want to do is you want to have a driving force against your bench press, right? So your like back, a slingshot. exactly. So your back is against the bench. You want to um, basically squeeze your delts together during your push on your press. All right, another nuance. Where yep. should the bar be hitting? 
Under? So well, I'm starting to hit. Like as I'm getting heavier, my real strength is you gotta like talk right to at the, the bottom. Talking to the head. Uh, as I'm getting into the heavier weights, yeah. my like at the curvature of the bottom of my pec is where like all my powers come from because I'm arched. So it's don't it's overthink like this. Don't overthink this, right? But uh, when you do incline bench, yeah. you want your incline above your actual nipple, right? Okay. You my want actual, your my actual nipple or I mean, my fake unless, you have, yeah. <laughs> unless you have I am like, a little crooked. Off, my yeah, right side nippies. is bigger. I, I've seen in the p- videos okay. and pictures, so my left side's a little lagging. Flat bench, you want to basically come down to your nipple. All right, yes. Yeah, so and close. then a decline bench, yeah. you want to be below. Right? Decline, so yeah. Yep. Incline, flat, decline. decline. All right, this is all good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, is also strengthen your shoulders because a, a huge load gets put on the shoulders. Stabilization. Stabilization, exactly. So what I'm finding, and this is translating to the business world, is- uh, <laughs> Big shoulders, big sales. That's right? the new. Uh, that's the new model. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> when you go in, people are afraid to say no, so they're like, "I'll buy it," uh, or "I'll crack your back." The whole concept of having one goal, you can have all these other goals to get there, but like one overarching thing has been helpful because what I'm realizing is you're forced to grow your other workouts and your other body parts, like we're talking about, to get to that goal, right? right. Yeah. Uh, Coach T, Phil Tarantino, one of my boys. I was talking to him because I was saying, you know, 400 bench and we'd like to bullshit. And he was like, if you want to get there, all your stuff has to improve. He's yes. like, you can't just do, you just can't have huge boobs and bench 400 like it's nothing. Right. Like squat is probably the mo- one of the most important ones to even just so, increase testosterone. So it's exciting because I'm like, all right, there's this one thing that I need to work on, but I'm realizing I have to do all this other stuff to get there. It just is a, uh, it's just a, um, What's it called when it's a checkpoint? Like it's a something to look back on that said, "All right, you've improved elsewhere." It's a um, accomplishment, reconfirming. You know, oh. it's 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 a showcase okay. of all the work in the form of a exciting stat. Gotcha. Right. Yep. So, for example, uh, other goals, you know, certain uh, sales volume or listings or whatever it is. To get to certain points, like even in business, you need to do all this other little stuff that not necessarily might be showing, but it's the only way to get to that goal. Right. And even though it's a very, uh, sometimes I was worried about having one too much of a finite one because I want to give myself flexibility to adapt. But I'm finding that the more focused you are on that one thing, you're forced to rework the other stuff and get super efficient to. You know, get to a certain checkpoint. I forget what the term is. I'll think, figure it out. To a certain checkpoint, because then you can reassess and set a new one. Right. So with like the bench, in my head, if I get to 400, then it's going to be like, all right, now I want to run a bunch because I got the 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 base and the foundation of strength now. And if I'm at 400 pounds, I'm probably muscular, and I want to be able to retain that muscle, but also have the cardiovascular endurance to be able to chase someone down and put them in a bear hug That's right. and because back, what yeah. good is bear hugging if you can't catch people <laughs> right you just have Does that make sense big chest little back can't run yes yeah, but if you're run. if you're like a bear and you're mobile watch bear out mobile. Yeah. Oh, that's what i'm saying i took another uh, orange theory fitness class loved it, it death we had fun it was, it was had a good time it was hell week too it was rough um, good, good workout with uh, Billy and uh, Lisa no, OTF. No, no, but they they hit me up immediately. Lisa was like, "You went without me." Oh, by the way, I found my um, 2008 high school. Um, I should have brought it here. Five thousand. The points. article, yeah, the article. It was actually the last game of the season. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
You got to bring it. To and I was time. three points shy. So I had 997 points and I hit a three. I wasn't shooting anything else, to be honest with you. There was no way yeah. I was not getting that. That was like a Jeter yeah. moment. Yeah. Like you don't get. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get your thousand point if you have 997 with two layups. It'd be nice if it was done. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That this doesn't happen. Um, you should give it to her for a Christmas gift. I should. That'd I be should. really good. It, it, I, and it's it's like yellow now because literally my mom gave it history. to my brother. It's history. Pretty funny. Um, all right. So today I want to talk about uh, reflection. Right. By the time this airs, it's actually going to air the Monday. Right, CV? I got to get some mirrors the, for the gym. The Monday right before Thanksgiving. So I need to get some mirrors for the gym. You're reminding me. Well, yeah, absolutely. You got to really look reflection. At it. Get yeah. It? Yeah. So, so the, the, today is all about looking in the mirror. Um, <laughs> and how to do a proper and how to do a proper bench press. Um, no, but I think it's it's super important around the holiday time. I think we do get very lost and caught up in the momentum of the year, mm. and things you know go well, but there's also some downfalls throughout the year. So I think it's nice to always be able to actually look back and really take a minute to reflect. And what better way to do that than on the No Snooze podcast? So the questions that CV is going to ask us, I challenge you guys to answer them in your own head because they're simple questions, but I think it does tell a story of your year. Now, also, just last thing before you go, was I take a lot of pictures throughout the year. I'm, I'm literally with my phone in my hand. I capture a lot of moments, whether it's with Cali, whether it's on the lake, whatever it is, even business I do. So as I've thought about this reflection episode, I went all the way back to January and I just kind of like scrolled through my, my camera roll. And it was really cool to see, like, I just saw memories that triggered moments throughout the past year that I was like, this is, this is a good use of technology right now. Yeah. Like maybe in that moment of taking the picture, it was silly, but like the fact that I was able to just really scroll and see all these pictures and see myself in the gym every single day, <laughs> pretty it, impressive. It, it really told a, a story of just everything that you've kind of been through for the year. Yeah. You know, it is fun to look back at photos. I don't do it enough. That's one of Dana and Livy's favorite pastimes. Mm. They always like to look like Livy goes to my, I want to look at pictures and they'd like scroll. Oh, that's cute. And it is funny because I wouldn't do it or I don't do it as much as I should, but being able to jump in with them and then Dana be like, you remember this? You remember yeah. that? And you forget how far you've come. Big time. Because you look back and you're like, oh my God. Right. That's even like, we do so much content. And I'm, a lot of our life is forever on YouTube. Right. So I look back and I'm like, woof, that was a tough look. Yeah. Like, what kind of suit am I wearing? Right. Like, and yeah. then you realize that, all right, well, we were there. We've improved, but we still have far to go. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, quick challenge for you guys. Take your phone out. You know, Don't do it now if you're driving while you're listening to us. I mean, you could. Um, you could, it's not but, safe, but if you're if you're in a Tessie, no problem. Uh, but even if you're on the treadmill listening to it, take your phone out and just kind of scroll through that uh, through January 22 and go all the way through it. It tells yourself a nice little story. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, so, CV, 
I pulled questions from Jay Shetty's podcast back in 2021 that I listened to and I kind of just remembered to revert back to it. He asked himself nine questions. So we didn't make these up. These didn't get submitted or anything like that. Jay Shetty, uh, which is a, a, a podcast that I, you know, have in my rotation. It's called On Purpose, um, where he just reflected on a couple things. And I want to kind of hear the the answers to kind of what's going on. Before we dive in, do you yep. say on accident or by accident? <laughs> by accident. Okay, me too. Right. Oh, I did that by accident. Yeah. No, yeah. A accident? lot of people say on accident. What are you, slow? It's Dana. <laughs> he's, he's Sorry, Dana. Sorry, Dana. That just got yeah. him in trouble. Yeah, cut that. No, <laughs> that again, me. Dave got in trouble. I did that on accident? No, that's not That's not correct. A lot dude. of people say it. That's not correct. If you Listen, if you're listening, you say on accident, comment, uh, you know. On the, I, I definitely know people that say on accident. Yeah, right? It, do, it doesn't make sense to me, but, you know. Yeah, hood boogers. It makes sense because hey. he just Uh-oh. said, he said, he said, <laughs> he said on purpose. So yes. I was like, all right, if it's on purpose, then the opposite is on accident, which not makes sense. Not in purpose? Yeah, you don't say in purpose. No. So are we wrong? By purpose? Maybe. All right, let's reflect on that. All right, all right Red Rock. Okay. CV, question number one. And also, feel free, CV, if you if any of these questions spark something that you want to share with uh, with the listeners, let us know. I like wearing dark because when I wear light, I look like I'm just like I mean, we look invisible. like ghosts. Yeah. Thank God it's November, but oof. It's only positive it makes my teeth look a little whiter. Yeah, we so look- drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, look. Oh, my teeth look white, too. I got to go to the dentist, actually. Yeah, the dentist had a field day with me last night. <laughs> CV, talk to us, my brother. All right. Question numero uno. What made you feel most happy this year? Tacos. Next question. (laughs) Pizza. um, Next question. My immediate thought is the summer months on the lake. Ooh. For me. Talk to me. Absolutely. Um, If I think happiness in my life, it's, you know, of course, around, you know, my my daughter and, you know, my, my family, my friends and all that stuff. But if there's a moment that I can, like, pause... I love being by water mm. and I love it even more when the sun is out and like I'm really taking in the the earthliness of what's around me. Mm-hmm. Being by the water, I um, think it's like a thing like where being by the water does like uh, not yeah. rejuvenate you, but it makes you feel yeah, kind of part of, you know, but that's definitely yeah. my happy place. I it's would like say. a big fish yeah. tank. Yeah. Yeah. This summer, I actually, when I went to Spain, um, we had our place by the ocean and every night and every morning you basically go to sleep and wake up with the sounds of the of the ocean yes because literally and you know i'm not gonna lie there was no ac <laughs> over there <laughs> not gonna lie. but um so the window was always open but you hear the ocean at night it put literally soothes you to yeah. sleep and in the morning you wake up to the to the crashing waves Birds. It's, it's probably one of the most amazing feelings you can pot which makes sense when when you see those soundscape things yeah. and whatever the actual real th- it's amazing hmm. yeah what about good. you um, I would say reliving holidays through my kids' eyes now mm, has been a lot of that's fun. That's a good one. You know, because you, I feel like once you get it to a certain age, everything becomes like, kind of like, yeah, you know, Christmas. Like, it's, yeah. it is what it is. I'll get some money, maybe some gifts. I'll give some gifts. We'll eat like animals. And now you get reminded like what it's about. Right. Like it's about being with family and then watching the excitement on kids' eyes or you know, when they, the tradition and all the stuff that you lose touch with, now you're forced to redo it. And mm. then you're able to do your own spin on it. Like Halloween, we never had a real tradition, but it's been fun, like going out on Halloween and trick or treating and seeing everyone's eyes light up and the candy. And yeah. I know you've, you know, before we start recording, dove in a couple pieces, <laughs> but like reliving that, 
you kind of can't help but feel like a kid again for yes. a little bit. Yeah. It's been fun. Mm. And then you're reminded like why it's so fun. I love that. Right? You like that one? Yeah. So like this year, I have to say, Livy, and I'm sure Callie, like understood Halloween this year. Yes. Like 100%. she started to get it, which last year it was like, like very, like confusion. Yep. Some excitement, but not because they understood it. So this year, Christmas, Thanksgiving, like I'm really excited to uh, enjoy watching them. You know, Juliana's a mush still, so she just sleeps. Which... Mike's like, I'm, I'm working for a half an eye open over here. What <laughs> yeah, am I seriously. <laughs> I'm like, Liv. I, me I'm like, Juliana, give me give a little me, excitement. But she's starting to smile and stuff, which is fun. But uh, yeah, Livy's like, and she talks. I don't know where she gets it, but she talks. And the way she re- like understands things, like I said, Liv, if you sleep through the night, Santa's going to come because he likes kids who sleep. And we'll get you some extra, like, you know, fun things for the holidays. Wakes up, where's Santa? Oh, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. wow, you, you really remember. understand now. You remember. So good. No, I like it. Yeah. What's Next. your guys' favorite holiday, real quick? Oh, um, I guess it's gotta be Christmas. It's, it's hard to beat Christmas. But Thanksgiving is good too. Thanksgiving used to be my favorite because we would tailgate and it, the Thanksgiving would start at like seven AM. Yes, yeah, and you you'd have a nice bacon that. and cheese yeah. and like bloody Mary. Fun fact, love a good bloody. It's one of my favorite do, things yeah. to get and then you show up to like Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, and you're like kind of buzzed, and it's great. But now I would have to say it's got to be, it's probably going to be Christmas again. Yeah. TV? What? What's your favorite holiday? Yeah. Mm. yeah what do you think it's not applied to him? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm thinking of He's the like question. siesta. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> um, yeah, probably Christmas. Right. I love, I love the, the, well, now, in I guess in this stage of my life, I've been able to take off for Christmas, which mm-hmm. has been nice because you got to be home. You get to be home during a nice time. And it's, I don't know, I enjoy it very much, yeah. you know. So the last two years, we have not had a break with real estate because the market's been crazy. And this year, I'm finally feeling like we're going to have a little break in the action. Like, I'll still work and get stuff done, but I, I felt so distracted the last two years that like I was always rushing to like pot. We have pasta night at the Salvos, and we make like fresh pasta. And I remember getting stressed to have to go there, mm. and then running back the next day and like trying to keep deals together. That's a good point. Like I want to be busy. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's a cadence to life and a cadence to things. And this year, if anything, has taught me like families first. Um, shout out Kit Grant, who I worked with a lot. She was the office manager and a mentor, and she always told me like. You won't remember every deal, but you're going to remember every holiday with your kids. Mm. So remember that when you're trying to close a deal. It's just another deal. Yes, you want to service your people, but at the end of the day, what are you all doing it for? I'm like, that's a good point. Hmm. Very good. Question number two. I wish it was Christmas. Yeah, right? Don't worry. Soon enough. Soon enough. What made you unhappy this year? Oh, damn. Mm. Not 10%. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got your 10%. Um. So for me, I guess the immediate thought is I, I lost my grandmother this year, and that was, you know, everybody loses grandparents. It sucks, but she was my final grandparent, so I don't have any more grandparents. I'll be um, your grandparent. Yeah, so you can you can jump in there. And then also, ooh, what made me really unhappy was watching the, and I've shared the details here, but seeing the decline of, of our coworker, Preston Brown. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was, right, CV? Yeah. Like, that was, that was really rough. Um, and I remember, like, feeling almost um almost bad when i would talk to him because he would come to my office all the time and he would ask immediately like how's cali doing how's cali doing 
And I kept thinking to myself, like, dude, I don't want to tell you how good she's doing because yeah. you're dying. Yeah. You know, and it but was they like, like to hear that. That's probably what he wanted. I, he did. Say, but like know? in my head, I remember feeling unhappy. Like right, I remember yeah. I, like yeah. being really unhappy about having to talk to this man about like, you know, just life in general when his life was coming to an end. And then it happened, you know, rather quickly. Yeah. Um, and I was an extreme part of like his last like months here you know yeah. so i really witnessed that so that's by far i, I think what i it's a good one that rings up um, <laughs> that's a good one no i mean good yeah, one no, in the sense yeah, of like yeah. it makes sense no, I know. um for me it's being overwhelmed by all the stuff that i've taken on and not being able to deliver on you know say 40 percent of it and then having to like look back and say all right well you can't blame anyone on that you just got to be a little more efficient what is in the future is not what worked in the past and don't beat yourself up because you know, that's the part of growing. And so for me, I was unhappy when I was trying to force things into existence mm. and like will things and not adjust and not taking into reality that like things change and reality changes and you have to embrace it and kind of rework and not be so stubborn. So I got most frustrated when I was being stubborn and there was no results. And then it became this like cycle of being stubborn, no results. More that stubborn, less results. More stubborn, and it's just like it's you get cycle. to the cycle. Yep. So, but that was uh, not too long lived. Um, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, yeah. adversity wise, that's not right. anything. But you remember, no, the, you know the feeling. Absolutely. You're just dejected. Yeah, of course. You know, I failed more this year than I've ever failed. I was I more so, successful really? than I ever did, but I failed more just because of the numbers <laughs> game, right? Really? You know, if you sell the most you've ever sold, you're going to lose the most listings you ever lost. Because you pushed the most volume you've ever pushed. It, and if you have all these meetings, just right. the reality is you're not going to get right. all the listings. So, you know, I lo dealing with the rejection of losing listings and being wrong on stuff, yeah. you kind of second guess yourself and you get unhappy. I've been better about bouncing back faster. But you think to yourself, you're like, damn, like, am I that? Am I good? Do I? Uh, the answer is always... You're probably fine, but you got to get better. You got to get better. You got to get better. But you can go another way where you get a little like down on yourself. Right. Which makes sense. Mm. Well said. I love it. The big philosophy. <laughs> the big philosophy. Big <laughs> huh? Okay. Next question. Um, I was I was interested in your input there, but <laughs> oh, next question. Mean? Oh, about, about your unhappiness? No, so not mine. My, yeah. Oh, my bad. Um, I mean, mine is kind of deep, but I'll, I'll actually I'll share a little bit. So um, earlier, earlier this year, it's actually a little bit, a little bit of last year, I went through a, a tough loss and it really uh, threw me for a real downward spiral. And that was probably um, the most unhappy I think I've ever been. And it really got me in a pretty scary place. Um, that's probably the most unhappy I've ever been. And the good thing about that is that that spiked a positive, which I didn't really say in the first question, which is probably what made me the happiest, which was the ability to, I guess, bounce back from overcome from, it. Yeah. Overcome oh, it, yeah. being mm -hmm. resilient. And there's a whole bunch of, you know, positive words I can throw in there, but they're all the same. Uh, but just getting out of that, that, that moment that I thought it was pretty, pretty, um, dark. Hashtag no snooze. My man. Yeah. It's like a boomerang. Boomerang. No, that's not the right answer. Uh, what is it? Bow and arrow? Do you say that? Bow and arrow? You, the yeah. farther you pull back, yep. the farther you go. It depends. What kind of bow and arrow? Is it a, depends, a, a yeah, long yeah. bow? Or crossbow. Or crossbow. <laughs> one of those weak ones I built in daycare. 
I take care camp. <laughs> you know when you build one daycare. and it just freaking snaps. You went to daycare, Mike Burrell. I did go to daycare at one okay. point in my life. Okay, I mean I still do pick a blue. <laughs> Hilarious, by the way. They Livy do drops you parades. Off. We did a parade at Livy's daycare. They literally rolled out the kids in the. There was glass on either side of the crib, mm-hmm. and these kids were in costumes, just passed out. Passed out. And they were <laughs> That's just good. Parading them around. It was hilarious. That was pretty funny. Question number three. What was the biggest lesson you learned this past year? Hmm. Oof. Ah. I just spoke on that last episode, actually. Yeah, you right? did a good one. For um, for the 33 thing. Um, and basically what I said was, what? No, no, no. Uh, uh, basically what I said was, you know, when bad things happen in your life, you know, you can't get stuck on on playing the the blame game of like, you know, somebody did this to you um, and instead really try to use it as an experience um, easier said than done for sure uh, but that's definitely the biggest lesson that's also different than extreme ownership right because I'm not saying when bad things happen to you you have to take the brunt of all of it but just being okay with like damn this situation happened it sucks that it happened but I'm going to continue to move forward yeah you know yeah um the biggest thing I struggle with is attention and realizing that this past year, like it all comes down to where do you want to spend your attention and you could do anything with your life, but where do you want to put your attention and what do you want to do? Mm. Cause if you try to do everything, you're going to do nothing. And if you want to do something extraordinary and have some type of balance and um, success in all facets, then you need to sacrifice other things and be smart and thoughtful on where to spend your attention. Mm. Where in the past, I've just said yes to everything. Very good lesson. Um, and it's something I struggle with daily, and I'm still trying to learn and refine. Mm. Love it. Next question. Don't put Twinkies on your pizza. That's my biggest <laughs> lesson. It's my favorite quote. <laughs> okay. Question number four. What do you wish you would have done more of this year? Abs. <laughs> you like that? Cabs. <laughs> Cabs. Um, hmm. I think I would say travel because mm, that's a good one. You've been I, good today. I did. Uh, You're on. I did travel. I mean, you know what? What we do? We did uh, the trip to Oregon. That was cool. To Vegas. Um, that, but that was like business stuff. He's just hitting us with all these trips. He's like Vegas, no, no, Oregon, to... Puerto Rico. Well, yeah, Puerto Rico, Florida, <laughs> yeah. Uh, How Dominican. I got a good one for you, David. Dominican Republic. You said travel. Hold on. Right. Well, let finish. Right. That's my point, right? So like I've never – so yes, I get on a plane and you know, if you're talking five, six trips in a year, it sounds good. Um, I just really don't like planes like that. So the amount of time to get out of the country, unless it's the Caribbean, I've never really been invested in it, but I want to start. You got to go to Italy. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I I, want to go to España. You got to get out of the continent. I know. I have to say, if you go to Italy. So that's what I mean when I'm saying travel. Yeah, I like it. I love it. If you go to Italy, you may not come back because they're going to see and be like, he is a local like legend. (laughs) This guy is the strongest man in our village. (laughs) You need to go to Athens. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to like adopt you. They're going to be like. I got to show up at like 7% though. I told you the story. They thought I played for the Seahawks. Me. I'm not that big. You go there, they're going to be like, did you invent the Seahawks? <laughs> Are you the Seahawk? Are you the Seahawk? Wait, um, why the Seahawks? I also would like teams. to get you big and puffy because I know you'd be hammered. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. I could eat a little bit, a dabble. And I would love to see you go shopping. Dabbing. 
because they have no clothes that fit. <laughs> so it would be so fun. I know you like tight clothes. I do. Dude, I I you would right not be able element. to squeeze into anything. It would be amazing. I might be in my element. He'd be going sleeveless everywhere he goes. Absolutely. That would be great content. You go to Italy with no clothes and you got to buy, buy clothes everything. there. <laughs> What's yours, you think? Uh, something I want to do more of yeah. this year? Um, I would say maybe one-on-one with the kids, like doing more activities and not being in a rush. Um, I rush felt, is a good one. I, I felt right. like I've been in a rush the last three, three years. years. I was going to say. No, seriously. A hundred percent. Like Dana will tell you, like I'm always rushing to or from, and it puts uh, um, a, a level of, of stress on everyone yes. that's involved. And I'm looking forward to being a little less uh, erratic and more organized moving forward so that I can um, spend a little more attention and uh, what's like not be distracted as much. Right. I feel very distracted, but I think it's because I have a lack of organization in some facets. I like it. And the little stuff that like you do sometimes is more fun than the big extravagant stuff. For mm. example, just getting up early and making breakfast for like Livy and watching her understand what like a yolk of an egg is and daddy's eating it. So she wants to try it and she likes, Oh, I like yolks. Yeah. I like yolks. No, that's my yolk. No, I like daddy's. Yolk. <laughs> like those little things I think are what I will remember versus like, Hey, let's go to like pick I, that stuff's fun. But the nuance of like the day to day, I'm finding more enjoyable than like the big, uh, production that is going to pick apples or like getting pumpkins or like that stuff's fun but the little stuff is what i think i'll remember i love it very nice cv spend more time with me um yeah with you guys of course always number one um, <laughs> not convinced um well the thing i would like to do more of that was a question right yep yeah um would be to do more things it kind of goes with what you were saying a little bit um and what you were saying but do more things that you enjoy and I mean that on a, on a, and that's where I kind of relate to what you were saying on the daily basis, mm-hmm. not the big extravaganza, right. the big produ- production. I love traveling. Yeah. And if I could do more traveling, that would be amazing. Um, but I like the everyday things that make you happy because mm-hmm. they tend to like, I guess it's that compounding, mm-hmm. right? Of interest. It's a similar. Right. Because, you know, you wait all year for this one vacation it's great. You have a great time. But that was only two weeks. And then now you're going to go, what, 11 months without, you know what I mean? Whereas if you have fun doing things that you enjoy through, more sporadically throughout the year, that it almost feels like the, your life, that life is comprised more of those fun moments than just working, 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 right. waiting for the one time to just do one fun thing. And it was great. But now it's work, work, again for, you know. All right. It's a, what's that quote? You, you, you want to enjoy the journey. Lift, you don't want to live to work. Right. Work to right? You want to work to live. Yeah. yeah. The uh, I'm starting to try to follow like my passions a little more that aren't like a yes. big drain on time. So like wine Whoa. lately, I've really enjoyed. And I remember thinking Wait, like, boozing up. Yeah. Like <laughs> I like drinking. So when before Dana had the pregnancies and we had the kids. One of our favorite things to do was like get wine and then like a takeout. And I really love these documentaries that are talking about wine because it's like infinite. It's like endless amount of stuff. It's like cigars. Mm-hmm. Once you go They're down, very that similar. Route, they really are. Very and I, I love learning about cigars and I've kind of dove into that a little bit. But cigars, I can't share with Dana at the moment. Right. And I've enjoyed the wine game. And I think the wine cigar game, too. But the wine game is very um, it's very. 
you can connect with a lot of people on it, right? Yes, yeah. If someone's lowbrow but likes you, like I can drink wine with everyone. If someone's a little higher end, I'd love to be able to talk about stuff. It's just like cigars. But I've really enjoyed like reading a book about this um, this uh, sommelier that was from uh, somewhere, a black guy. He doesn't didn't fit the bill, but it, it talks about kind of his rise to becoming one of the best sommeliers in the world. And it's just interesting seeing another career path that's so different than what I do. But you see his day-to-day challenges and how like he's getting hit in the face at every step. And he keeps getting past and then becomes bigger. Mm. And then he like gets hit in the face and becomes bigger. And he learns a little bit. And and it, it really reinforced to me like you got to kind of follow your passion. And mm. I've just enjoyed doing something very – obviously, I'm going to try and make money from it. So we'll start Wines Day and we'll do some wine stuff. But I've really enjoyed doing something that just I'm interested in. And maybe it's quirky, but it's something that I look forward to every day. Yeah, that's cool. Man, you cool. know what I love? I love – I mean, I love – I'm such a manual person to do things manually that all I ever want is to do more and more, like, little projects. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they're nothing to do with what my comfort zone is, it's like what I – and that's what I think what I meant by saying, like, I, like, I want to do more fun things. Like, I would love to do – million little projects whether they're in the house whether in, in the cars yeah. or in this kind of av cool. setting or whatever and i live for that like when you say like i like what you're saying yeah could i do it all the time for enjoyment you know after a while I'll be like, oh, okay yeah. what's next you know but when you talk about this stuff what i'm talking about is like i could do that probably every single day like if i retire yeah. i will not be shy of things to be to do around you know on the house or the garage or whatever yeah. you know it's like mini escapes yeah, yeah. sometimes we worry about just like the big stuff but it's a little stuff that keeps like the day-to-day fun you know i'm realizing mm-hmm. especially with real estate seven days a week so like if you don't do anything fun through the week yeah. like you Your get burnt out fast yeah Good point. You guys know how it is. Every now and then you gotta throw a lift kit on somebody's car. You know, yeah, it's man. always fun. You know? Lift kit. What? <laughs> yeah, he lifted. He lifted. Uh, he lifted my Jeep. When Did I you had. really? Yeah. Just he for just, fun. Just YouTube. Just, just for fun. Uh, fun is. I don't know what's worse. Him doing that or me trusting him and then driving it down the street after he fucking installed but it. Fun is very yeah. underrated, right? Like I talk to people about this all the time. They're like, "You seem like you enjoy." Like all, I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's hard. We're stressed. <laughs> right. Like I'm stressed all the time. Yep. If I don't have fun, I'm gonna lose my mind." I agree. But David, did you die? No, I didn't. Then it was perfect. It was great. You see, it, it worked, worked out. Did you it die? I don't think that should be the threshold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no but wheels it's very unsafe. Yeah, you see? No. safety. Perfect stuff. All right, question number four. I like cross no, my arms. We did already. Question number five. See number five. What's something you want to do less of next year? Oof, I got a good one. Legs, <laughs> Mike. Um, less of next year. I think I've gotten better with this, but I think I do spend a lot of time thinking about other people's thoughts of what's going on in my own life. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Even in business, I mean, personally, like perception, yeah, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Our our boss always says that, like, and and it is to to an extent, but it's also not because the perception of what other people think doesn't have to be your reality. It's their reality for them. Yeah, right. And I do spend a lot. I catch myself at times where I'm like, oh god. You know, I don't want to share this because what is this person going to think? Or like, you know, even stupid stuff with like Instagram. Is this thing going to, you know, what's somebody going to think about X, Y, Z? Um, happens in business sometimes because I'm like, well, if I deliver this message, how is this person going to take it? Which I think those conversations you should have with yourself internally, especially when it comes to business, because uh, you always want to put out something that's a, that's a good product that 
is ethical and that you believe in. Um, but I catch myself thinking about that, I think, f- far too often. So a hack that I do, which you might want to use, is the, like authenticness counteracts all of it. Because if it boils down to like, yeah, it's true to like what I want to say. And if it doesn't hurt anyone, um, that's how I think about a lot of it. But what happens like, and I hear you, but what happens when even sometimes, you know, in your deep inner thought process, you may not 100% fully agree with like, sorry, I know the camera's kind of off. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, not um, you know what I mean? Like, so even you're, you're being authentic and it's your kind of maybe your gut instinct on something that you, you're wanting to say and be transparent and, and honest and this and that. But even in your mind, you may be like, oh, man. Maybe maybe I'm not 100 percent sold on that. Maybe 95 percent. Uh, yeah, you know. So you will also have that little bit of like. So yeah, it's authentic, but even you yourself doubt yourself for that moment because yeah. maybe it's not exactly. I don't know if it's doubt. I definitely take people's like feelings and thoughts into consideration, but it never decides if I do something. Mm-hmm. So like when you're I, very good at that. When I you decide are. to do something, my thought, which is a little crazy, is like, you know, who is the person that I'm worried about? The perception. And if that is the situation, is it like career ending, right? Like, am I doing something that's going to ruin my career? Am I doing something that um, if you don't like me, you're not? it's not going to change, right? If you don't like me, I can't control that. So, like, I'll give you something to be annoyed about, right? That kind of makes me giggle. Like, I know sometimes when I post stuff, I'm like, probably 50% of the people that watch it don't like me. But I just want to let them know I'm still here and I'm still going. Wait, like why are they watching? Yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, that's 50%. how. 50%. So I would hope large. that 90%. Yeah, right. No, like, but th- like this you. is my thought process, you, right? right? Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. might not be 50, but in my head, I'm like, if it is 50, which is bad, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of funny because you're still supporting me, right? Right. So it's this kind of dialogue that I've done so many times because I put so much stuff out and some of it's junk, some of it's good. But the thought is like, if people like me, they like me for me and that's great. And those people I'll rock with. And if you don't like me, I'm not going to change it. And there's enough people that do that it won't matter. Right. Right. So it's like if I'm putting something out that's going to completely change someone's view on me, that's inauthentic to me, then I can't do it. That's good. Right. But if it's something that I'm authentic and I still lose people, you do it. Mm -hmm. Because it's like I'm not going to keep up a different perception because I'm going to piss off this person. That being said, I'm not very like polarizing to what I what I do right, because right. I stay very true to me, which I'm very vanilla when it comes to a lot of stuff. Like I there's a couple things I enjoy. You eat pizza, sell real estate, and do calves. <laughs> but that but right, like that's what I enjoy. Like if I enjoyed politics right. and getting into the debates and like that nuance, then I'd be more polarizing. Right. Right. If yeah. I enjoyed like the high level stuff that is important in the world, it, I just realized a long time back it's not my place. Like I don't enjoy that. I enjoy kind of creating something and connecting with people and just having fun is like my whole concept. So now everything that I do, if it achieves that, then I do it. And, you know, yeah, I missed a bunch. Like people have made comments like I probably wouldn't have put that out. And and it's okay. Like you wouldn't I don't get deterred by it. I just say, all right, well, next time I'll maybe adjust some things because it wasn't received as well. Right. Because I said. Perfect example. I did an interview with the town and I said, Glenville is going to be like the next Costco. And people in this area of town and this area of town are very prideful. And I got hate from both sides. And at the end of the day, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But I was like, no, I didn't say anything bad. Right. Maybe I presented it the wrong way. And next time I say something, I'll preface it. But the feedback 
is not going to overpower what I'm what saying. What you're saying. Because I was authentic to my thought, and I was right, and I'm still right. And I, to this day, people who argue with me about it, I can stand, and it's something I'd, I'd willing to defend. Right. Oh, be prepared to get some um, some hate mail. Some hate, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. People won't. Like, he just brought it into the No right. Smooth podcast. Right. So that's uh, I, that's a very. Uh, I mean, it seems like you've gotten a lot better at it. I have, but I also... It's like repetition. Yeah. It, it used to kind of cripple me in the moment of things, whereas now I do have in my head, all right, think about it after you're done. Yeah, yeah. You know, so at least I put it off so I get whatever task needs to be done instead of as I'm going through the task, thinking about, oh, how is this going to affect this part, this or that? Now it just happens at the end of it, so it just takes up time that doesn't need to be... This is a Gary Vee thing, too. He's like... Uh... He says, like, who's going to be at your funeral? Yeah. And when I think about him, like, 99% of the people that follow are not going to be at my funeral. At least 50%. So, <laughs> like, I like them. I like everyone. And I appreciate all the support. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, nothing really yeah. matters. No, you're, you're very good with that. We're back to that. Yeah. No, it's true. Nothing, nothing it keeps you grounded. Mm-hmm. So, something right, guys, that I, it's similar over. to that, but different, is I want to doubt less and take more action. Um, and... I used to be really good at this, and I've changed a little bit, and I have the metaphor of, like, when I played football when I was younger, I would just run into brick walls and not worry about the the consequences. Right. Not to say that, like, I didn't want to be successful, but I didn't worry about failing as much. And um, so, like, there was this one play I still remember because I, I don't know why. It's very random, maybe because I was concussed. But I, like, <laughs> held up. And the guy ran through me and knocked me over. Whereas if I just accelerated, I ran him over, right? And been successful. So now, older in my career, having seen a lot of failure and realizing that it's very a very fine line to be a failure or a success, I sometimes overthink and worry about failing more than I have in the past because in the past, I had a lot less to lose. Whereas now, when you have two kids, good point. you go off on your own, you have a home office, you have a higher, you know, two mortgages, a lot more pressure. You have a lot more of a, um, a following. Now I find myself instead of saying, how could it go right? And like playing that out. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can make it past three months because my burn rate, you know, you're, I just don't want to, I want to lean into like, I'm going to be successful and I don't want to take today's actions and act as if I'm going. I don't want to play prevent defense like mm-hmm. in football and lose the game because I got hesitant. Right. I want to be on the offense and try to run up the score. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. But that's absolutely. hard. It is very hard. Of course. You know? Do you yeah. find yourself ever yeah, like? Yeah, it's a great balance. But you also have, you know, we have responsibilities, and there's people that yeah. rely on us. So like, you can't be so free. The burning the boats concept is a great concept, but also to somebody who, until you need a boat, and you know, to somebody <laughs> who provides a good point, but to somebody who provides for others around you and people rely on you you got to be careful so you you know there is a level of you have to second guess certain things but yeah, i hear yeah. what you're saying you want to do that less and i love that yeah you know what nice. i mean yeah, but you I, I don't know i found myself being like what am i, I talking it. about mm-hmm. like get the confidence back i know i get it absolutely ready for mine um, yeah. yeah man i want to stress less stress yeah, less good stress luck with that, less yeah if you figure that out let me know hey I mean, I I didn't I don't have it figured out. Right, oh. <laughs> but that is the goal. Yeah, the goal absolutely. is to work towards stressing less. I know the things that stress me. I know the things that get me wound up, and I just have to be better yep. at you know. So my hot take is the stress. If you take action, and prepare yourself, like 
you're never going to get rid of stress. You're just going to be able to manage it better. Yes. And your levels of managing stress are going to get better. Where in reality, you're not less stressed. You're just less affected by the stress. By the stress. Yeah. You know? Manage it better. And I think when I realized that early on in my career, and I was like, I'm never not going to be stressed because this is a, you know, it's good to have the stress because then you're sharp. When you're too laid back and you're not stressed, you don't get things done. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of like changing the word of stress. There's also types of stressor that are oh, yeah. different because there's certain stresses that although i don't like them in the moment i definitely welcome them because they're challenging in a way that make me feel good about myself um because you're problem solving your way out of it which is a good thing yeah and then there's other stresses that that are annoying and they're almost like inconsequential to anything so you're just like it's stupid why why am i even stressing over this nonsense because at the end of the day, who cares? It doesn't nothing. You know what I mean? And this is easier said than done. And I agree with that. If I can't control it, I definitely don't stress about it anymore. If I can control it, that's what I stress about. Because I'm like, I can control the outcome of this thing to an extent, right? Like if I have to get a job done, that stresses me out. Like if I have to get a report out, knowing that I have to do it stresses me versus, mm -hmm. oh my God, the market's tanking. Right. I can't control, can't control it. that. So like if it's going to rain, if it's going to it's going to be sunny out, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. As long as I wear a coat and figure it out, like right. I can control it. The, you know what I mean? That takes a lot of the stress away at least for me because I used to worry about like, oh, what if it doesn't sell? Like all I can do is if I work my ass off and it doesn't sell, I could tell the people like, "Listen, I pulled every trick in the book. If it didn't work, it didn't work. Like best of luck. You know, I did my best." But if you can't do that, that's where it stresses you because mm -hmm. you're like, you know, I left some on the table there. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Versus yeah. if you did everything, then what are you stressed about? It just didn't work out. It's crazy. Like the things that um, the stress that I welcome sometimes are like, you know, problem solving type of stress, which is stressful and you get annoyed because you have to whatever. But the ones that I think I'm realizing are the ones that bother me the most are like people, people, stress. Yeah. people, mm -hmm. people yeah. stress you and they don't matter. And at the end of the day, should I even care? Probably not. Yeah. But that those are those stressors that are like, they keep like. Do you realize that people impose their stress on you? Yes. Yeah, so I've gotten way better lately not playing into that. When someone calls me frantic, which just happened this morning, someone called me frantic about something. And I literally was like, yeah, you know, it's not a great sign, but what are you going to do? Right. Like we have uh, we have this planned out. You know, we'll see what happens. We have 20 days. We'll see what happens. But I, there's no point stressing about it now. I'll literally say that to the people and then they'll calm down mm -hmm. because it'll be, yeah, I guess, you know, Real we'll just get, we'll just stay on top of it. All right. I'll talk to you later. Like I used to play into it. Oh, yeah. That, this is not good. That's not good. We got to we got to figure it out. And then it became That's not good. But, you know, like someone yeah, calls yeah, you, course. for example, right? There was this scenario where someone was on me all day about not getting checks for like a rental. This was like maybe five years ago. And I literally was bothering my client a ton about getting the check because this person was stressing me out. Mm -hmm. So I kept bothering them, bothering them, bothering them. When in reality, I should just tell the person, like, listen, I'll handle it. Don't stress. I got this. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, I'll talk to you once I have the checks right. versus, hey, do you have the checks? Do you have the check? So it's a lot of it's like realizing it's happening and knowing how to manage, how it, to manage it, which lesson. you don't know. No, unless you do, And you know, I'm sure you deal with daily. Yeah. Um, but I think it all comes with experience too. Yeah, right? and then it's I think your threshold for stress continues to rise. Yeah, um, which is why I get so obsessed with like you know putting yourself in tough situations. Yeah, even physically because then when it does happen mentally, emotionally, you're you're able to prolong the um, the effect of the stress that's coming your way. And to your credit, 
by getting up early, then it's very rare you're going to get a call at 5 a.m. with someone stressing you out. Right. It's way more likely they're going to call you at 9 p.m. or 9 a.m., excuse me. Right. And if you have the morning to like warm up, no one catches you off guard. When I sleep, you know, obviously sometimes you're forced to with kids and whatnot. And I say I wake up at 8.30 and I get a call at 9, I'm way less prone to handle that well right. because I'm not warmed up. Like my engines aren't started. Like I'm not ready for you to jump on me. Yeah. Like I can't wrestle. It's like wrestling. Like if you jump on me wrestling and I just woke up, I'm not going to be able to pin right. you. Correct. You know? Yep. I have a, I have a funny thing too. When people... uh come in my office like before 10 o'clock they usually say like i'm so sorry to like hit you with this early i'm like it's lunchtime baby yeah <laughs> been up for five straight yeah. like let's go yeah you know good uh good no i like it cool what we got uh next question what is no nope. what was your biggest success this year <laughs> clearly not the calves but let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah his abs his abs yeah, do you ever see that meme where the guy does like the and it just shows like a bad clip where yeah, you're like yes, reflecting yes, that's yes. what I just did with my calves I was like, <laughs> another loss for the calves um, I think mine mine in uh, in life in general which is very vague I'll give you one vague one specific um, would be the amount of times that I didn't want to do things but I did them because I live habitually and not in the moment of whatever's going on. Like I was able to push through, whether if it was a, a workout or a, a meeting or a phone call, whatever, applying the discipline in the moment, kind of like we always talk about. Um, I think that's an overarching successful thing. But then in business, I got to say that it's um, that, that BJ's deal that we just like to finish. I mean, it was a huge one. And now it's cool for even CV and I, because seeing all the kids that actually work there now, like our team did that. Yeah. Like we were in that conversation of community development. We're specifically community resources, but community development was the initiative. So when we were able to find BJ's and then put this deal together to not only get the revenue dollars back into the town, but now have a mandate of certain community, a certain percentage of the community working in a big box like that. Um, it was it was pretty cool. It was much bigger than, you know, just just myself. Yeah. Uh, no, is, that's a good one. It's good. Um. So my biggest success, and I said it the last time, like I haven't done anything yet, but to be able to go off on my own and do enough where my wife was behind me full 100% made me feel like I've done enough and shown enough to my clients and my wife and my family where they were, yeah, everyone's nervous all the time, but they were excited for me and there was no like, are you sure? It was all support. And then on the second level of that is like to get to the point we're at now, it was such a hard road for 10 years doing all this while creating a family, while getting a house, while doing renovations, like knowing that we got through all that. And then on the other side, there's this new endeavor that I'm taking on. Like it's a very individual thing where at the end of the day, like my ass is on the line. Yes, I have the team. I have support system. But in reality, there were so many things that led to it mm -hmm. that, I mean, those news podcasts, like what we've been through, there were so many steps along the way. I wanted to quit. I wanted to change careers. You know, I didn't know if this was for me. I got overwhelmed by stress. Lost, you know, I lost it. I screamed at Dean or I screamed at Livy. Like there were so many failures along the way. And then be able to look back and be like, well, I made it to this point. Um, I'm excited for the future has been fun. Um, so the big success would just be like to when given the opportunity, I was ready to pull the trigger. 
I would agree with you. You know, in the past, I haven't been. Yeah. Oh, we. As soon as I thought about that question, for you, I, I don't know your thoughts, but I was like, that's got to be it. Has to be. Yeah, because it's you know what? It's like a one. It's a very like I said, personal thing that happened, but it encompasses such a long journey of nine years of like grinding and like the day to day and like getting through COVID. Like the for that to be the tail end right. before I do it. And as hard as these last three years have been, it's even more satisfying to be able to get to the point because I didn't know if I was going to get here. I never knew if I was actually going to do it. Mm-hmm. I always said I would, but I never knew like in my head if that was actually going to happen. You know? Love it. CV? Um, Hello? Okay. My biggest success, I think, is, um, and I said it earlier, uh, it's overcoming this thing that, that, that I went through that was pretty crippling and I'm pretty happy to know to feel that i guess um that i was able to overcome it and and be okay you know something that i i I didn't expect would happen i didn't think i would break down that way and after 40 long years on this earth you know being blessed with never having i guess a situation like that hit me you know it was um you know eye-opening and nerve-wracking but i'm extremely happy that that i made it out And that's probably my biggest success. And it's a very, you know, individual kind of selfish personal thing in this moment. But I'm happy about that today. I think it's given me, um, it's invigorating moving forward because I know that. I think of soap. It's, ooh, when so I, yeah, like I don't know why. Like I, 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 when you, when I just heard invigorating, I think of like a soap, like invigorating your skin. Isn't it like funny how L'Oreal, we like, yeah, like remember that soap, uh, the spring, uh, the Irish spring. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like smells like invigorating. invigorating. Yeah, Invigor- invigorating is um, a good word. I might have to work that. No, into that's yeah. that's a good one. Dialogue. Uh, very good. That's the one. Yeah. All right, hold on. Oh boy, I know <laughs> my, which. My, I'm I'm dreading this one. This question. Are you ready for the next question? How much body fat? Oh, no, this is a good one. <laughs> when was a moment you failed this year? Oof. Do you have the time? I have, calves. A, I have a specific calves. <laughs> I have a very calf raises. a super specific one, which sucked. Um, are we clipping this one or are we going straight through? What? Are we clipping? What do you mean clipping? Bloop, 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 bloop. No, 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 no. Um, this one has to do with, with Cali. So I remember. Um, Dally. <laughs> Dally. I remember vividly coming home from work, being extremely tired, um, very irritated, and already knowing that whatever Karina and I were were talking about, I was already pissed off about it. So I knew like walking in the door, there was going to be some some tensions rising. Right. And I remember being in that moment, like, don't have the conversation now. Like, now's not a good time. You're tired. She's tired. Like, it's just not going to be good. And we ended up having the conversation turned into an argument, um, you know, and it was more of a like screaming match because of the location of her and I like I was, you know, putting stuff in the laundry. So I was like far across the house. So I was like loud. And then I remember like Callie being like, um, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk. Right. Picking up on that energy. And then we continued to do it. And it got so bad to the point that Callie started hysterical crying. And typically what she does when she cries and she can't really control it, she gets to a place of throwing up. Mm. And sure enough, because of the argument that Karina and I were in and chose to continue to argue, Callie ended up throwing up. Um, And then at that point, no, but all over the floor. but, But even still, but then at that point, then of course the argument's over because now it's so serious. But the fact that she, well, forget forget Karina, I can't speak on her, but 
the fact that I wasn't strong enough to already know what was going to happen in that moment was an absolute fail. I still think about that to this day. Like it kind of haunts me because little stupid things, you know how they remember everything. So like yeah. now when I even cook a steak, I told you on the oil, like this was over a year ago, uh, uh, oil, the oil popped and went on like Callie's face. So now when she sees a steak, she goes in my eye, uh. right? So like I just can imagine when she, what she can remember in that moment. And yeah. I, I mean, she might have only been, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure she's not going to remember it. Yeah. Um, unless she listens to the Nose News podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just a terrible. I was like, oh, that's that's disgusting. That's a fail. Yeah. It Absolutely. happens though. It does. Life's hard. Yeah, but it sucked. See, I'm not as critical anymore on myself about that stuff because nothing's perfect like yeah it'd be great to be like i never lose my cool it's not the reality right like you lose your cool uh mine's very similar we were going for my mom's 60th uh pictures and it was just a rough morning i don't know i i guess we didn't sleep it was just been a long week like maybe work was a little stressful and we finally get the kids loaded up everyone is in their nine dressed to the nines for this picture and I'm like, we're 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 at the one yard line, right? We're almost all the kids are almost loaded in the car. And we're almost on the way. Juliana's crying. Livy's in my face. Milk, Daddy, I want milk. And had the milk in her hand. And I'm like trying to put her seatbelt on, and she keeps spilling milk on me. So like oh, a thing of milk gets on my shirt. And it wasn't that, but it was just everything was building up. Build up. This is bad. <laughs> like I don't want people to judge me. We just talked about this, <laughs> but I have to share it because. Sometimes you feel like you're on an island and you're like, I'm just such a bad parent and everyone else's life is perfect. But in reality, if you ask someone, they all have this story. Maybe not this bad. So, <laughs> so I took one of Livy's milk cups filled to the brim and I slammed it as hard as I could on the ground behind the seat in the car. In the car. It blew up like it was a grenade. I it was a I've, gallon of milk. I've never broke anything, so it must have been working out. <laughs> it was the calves. It sp it sprayed everywhere. Oh my God. It got on me. It got on Livy's face. Immediately starts crying hysterically. Oh. Juliana's a mush. So she was just <laughs> like, oh, milk. Like, I don't know what's going on. I think she was asleep. Dana, I, I don't think I've seen her this mad in a long time. She had like milk. <laughs> <laughs> it was i felt so bad i literally said i'm losing my effing mind like and i yeah. you know when you flex yeah, when you're yeah, so yeah. mad and you just like can't get control of yourself it was a moment i'm not exaggerating maybe five seconds where right. i lost my shit and right. then i realized what i did and i was like oh no we had to get everyone out of the car we just left it went into my car and then drove to my mom's and then like went there and everyone was like are you all right and i'm like i lost my mind for a half a second like Long story short, sorry, Dana, sorry, family. And I, to this day, her car got detailed and smells like a urinal because they used, I don't know what they <laughs> like used. Urinal. So I'm reminded every time of like losing oh, my temper. Yeah, there you go. Point to this is Livy, every time I had milk, was like, she's daddy spilled milk on me. <laughs> yeah. Daddy spilled milk. So they remind you. Yeah. But I, I, I did feel really bad and I still feel bad. But the reality is like, if the kids don't get hurt, Yes, it's traumatic, but like everyone's different and everyone deals with stress differently. Next time I'll try not to slam a milk. I get that now, but you can't be perfect. So it's like Hashtag. I could take it back if I could, but I can't. Hashtag so. bad dads. Bad dads. <laughs> All I can say is at least when I slam the, the way, milk. That would be a fire movie. I mean, you're not a movie dads. guy. 
when you if you if you're gonna slam milk, make sure it breaks. Make sure right? It breaks. You don't. Yeah. I would have been more embarrassed if, if it, it didn't like, break. Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. All right, next, next one. Um, what is something you want to learn next year? Ooh, something I want to learn. I've been saying this for a while, but I just ha- I haven't had the I guess the discipline or the real desire. We talk about wanting things and like really like you know being invested in things. You want to start um, doing some art? No, I, I'm not. That doesn't <laughs> interest remember me. that whole that some drawing finger painting. Um, I I want to learn how to meditate, and I want to learn how to meditate properly. You know, like I feel like the life that I live in my brain is wild. Like it's just always running. I I'm always thinking of the next thing, even when I'm doing well in one thing, it's just the next, the next, the next, the next, the next. And it would be nice to be able to even, you know, with the headspace app or something like that, five minutes out of my day, every single day, or even three times a week, don't even commit to the whole everyday thing. Right. I really want to learn how to get my head into that space. Cause I I'm far from it. Um, if I can add a little here, um, only from a little bit of experience, it's definitely not something that you can do right away. It's something that I think kind of like you're working out, like your yeah. habits and your discipline. Right. It's something you have to do so, so frequent that eventually your mind will get comfortable in those spaces. Right. Cause when, so when I started, I started doing that a little bit in the beginning of the year and it, it, it's hard, man. When your when your mind races, just to be able to stop your Slow mind, down, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I thought that was impossible yeah. and it was impossible to be honest. Um, but the more you do it, the more your mind almost like falls into that habit of right. like, all right, let me calm down. Let me do this breathing. Let me do this. Let me do that. And, and, and it is a wild thing when you eventually do feel, I guess that comfort. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to tell you that I'm a good meditator because I don't even meditate anymore. The big but meditation. I, but I'll tell you that after a while of doing it repetitively, your mind kind of like, it's almost like it knows that it it's workout it, time. Right. right. And it's like, all right, this is the workout time. time and go. it's like the breathing. And the breathing, then when you do the specific breathing that they tell yeah. you, then you kind of slow down. And you start kind of like being in that moment. It's pretty cool. Um, but it is very, uh, it's almost like counterintuitive because mm-hmm. when your mind is racing, it's like the last thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Have you done yoga? Good. No. I think you'd like it. I mean, it. I tried it. But... It's kind of like guided meditation. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. Really enjoyed it. It feels like a uh, soul bath when soul you leave, bath. like especially you do a hot yoga. Not soul cycle, soul got a nice bath. sweat. I don't know if they let you in because you sweat too much. <laughs> For real. Um, what, would, what would yours be? I want to learn Italian. I've I got. I what happened? A, I made a lot of progress. Did. I did like, like a full days? year, but it takes forever to learn it. Oh. Like you, I'm realizing. Are I you need, still doing that or no? Not daily. No, I would like to. Do you practice? Because you had a good do, no, doing the classes is honestly like I, I listen. I, I'm a linguist by trade. I'm a linguist. Me too. I, I didn't however, know that. <laughs> is that is that a passion um, for linguini? That, <laughs> yes, I have a passion for linguini. I'm a linguist. I, I am I'm in. a linguinist. I am in. But it, you know, taking all the courses is great. It gives yeah, you vocabulary. Yeah. It gives you like some structure. Honestly, it's all garbage. At the end of the day, the only th- I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the only thing that will ever help you learn another language practice. is to practice yeah. practice it. Whether you find the Italian deli that the guy only speaks Italian and every now and then you go in there and you you dabble with your words here and there yeah. and that's all you do, that is worth 10 times more than doing 100 episodes of your right. Duolingo or whatever crap that is. So I think if I could do a combination 
of the two, like you're saying, but I think I need like to watch Italian shows and movies. That too, yeah, yeah watching TV. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm not gonna lie though, you're a people person, man. You love being out there, social butterfly. Part of time though. No, that's the what problem. are you man, expecting you your... him to go out there and nah, be butterfly in the every Italian? single day when you go get? <laughs> listen, tough. I'm gonna put this in in pearly terms. You every day support local business, right? Go get your coffee at the it's Italian deli, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, or lunch or whatever it is. You tell Mike Sench, go find the Italian guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's true, Luca. What's that? Like, can yeah. I get a little sandwichini? Well, that's not sandwichini. I could do that. <laughs> that's my linguist right there for you. But no, it's uh, it's something that I've said like in the real beginning of no snooze, and it's something I always think like so I'll try a lot of stuff, and sometimes stuff doesn't stick, and I don't care. And I'm like, yeah. I, I got into golf for a while, and. I'll probably do it in the future, but it doesn't really kill me that I don't play. So like stuff that, but every time I hear someone speak Italian and I remember being in Italy and not being able to communicate with people, it drove me effing nuts. Mm, For nice. someone who likes to speak and not be able to connect yeah. with you. <laughs> feel like a mute. Right? Dude, it was tough. Um, and then just lifestyle wise, like I talk about this vision with Dana. Insensitive. Yeah. So Sorry. like. I talk about this vision with Dana being like an Italian Riviera or whatever, whatever, like on the countryside. And then I look at her, I'm like, I told you. Is she into it too? Oh, yeah. She loves it. So she would like to learn Italian. To each other? <laughs> we both don't know Italian. No, but I mean, I mean, so this is, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you guys so have heard what, this. What this I, English and, tell me if this uh, is a good yeah. idea. Sorry to interrupt. I want to put labels on everything in the house in Italian. Mm, so it's to good. like. But that, again, remember, that's that's going to be vocabulary. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's but great. I think you need it's, to start somewhere. You're building some of that. Yeah. But I think this is what I've. This is how I learn other languages, and I. How many language? Time out. How I, many languages I dabble, do you know? I dabble in. in do you know lot. Italian? I can understand it. Why don't you talk with me, man? Because you don't know how to Ciao. talk. Yeah, why don't you just Ciao, Bella? <laughs> no, Italian is not one of mine. Um, but I can understand it. I went to Italy this yeah. past summer, and I could understand probably Pretty seventy cool. to eighty percent of what people say, just because. And granted, my Latin background, my helps Spanish, yeah. is very similar, so that's it helps me with a lot of things. But I've learned. Um, so I, I, I used to speak a lot more French. Uh, Portuguese. Um, yeah. Sorry. And what? The big language. I didn't yeah, know no, this. No. Yes. Yeah, Audio the voice. So the linguist. A, here's a here's a fun story. At, for a while, I worked as a as a driving instructor, and I would have to go drive. Do you people know? Did around. you know any of this? A driving instructor. Yes, I would teach people how to drive cars, oh. like drive. You know did what I mean? For the Dave. So no, has he that. ever shared this? That. No, I didn't know. No. That. So for a while, all my customers. Um, first of all, they kept sending me to all these people that spoke that didn't speak English, mm. for whatever reason. Probably because I would. I would, it was a comfort thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I started getting a ton of Brazilian customers for some reason. Some that spoke very well English, had had the whole bilingual thing, and some that spoke nothing. Mm. And because I can understand and I can communicate, we would get going. That prompted me to start speaking more Portuguese, and I eventually was able to almost communicate. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't perfect, yeah. and I'm sure the, the vocabulary was garbage. But at the end of the day, I could, I could communicate with them in their language and they would understand what I was saying. And what I would start doing is mixing the words. And in, in, when you're talking Portuguese, it's called Portuñol, which is Spanish and Portuguese combined. No different than Spanglish. You say what you can in English and the words that you can in Spanish, you throw in Spanish. Yeah. And the more you get better with your with your words and with your vocabulary, you start kind of swapping them out, swapping them yeah. until you're fully fluent in one or the other. You I know like what I mean? That. That's very really nice. Cool. Yeah. So that's cool. Because, uh, you know, I'm a visual person. So I have this theory of like, not theory, like it'd be fun. Here's, I'm painting a picture quick. You go to a nice restaurant in Italy, right? You set it up. You say, oh, no, we got this great spot. I did some research. It's the guy that, you know, my brother loves this guy, Frank Prisanzano. 
big dude. He just bought a place in Sicily. He's making like this restaurant, hotel, like crazy thing, right? Get everyone to Italy, get them to the restaurant. I'm sitting at the head or on the side. I don't give a shit where I sit. And they bring out the wine menu. I'm like, all right, we're going to have this, da, da, da. And then I look at the waiter and I speak perfect Italian and order the first course and don't say anything. And then just look back at everyone. And everyone's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Those nice. moments yeah. I think are That's hilarious. Good. Not from nothing. That's probably the easiest vision you can. The hardest will be when that person, when the waiter talks back to you and he says, oh, would you rather this, this, or that? And you're like, I'll say C. So a medium rare? C. It just brings you up. But you can study that. You can study enough to order, to ask, and because it's you. You're the one formulating what you want to say, so you will eventually figure out the language and the vocabulary you need to use. The hard part is understanding other people and then understanding either their dialect or they're just, you know, just some people don't speak well. And this is a weird comment, but until I do things that I have, like, the vision of, Mm -hmm. I can't get out of my head. Do you ever have that with anything? Yeah, definitely. But I also I also struggle too when when I hear the whole conversation of like learning new things, right? Interested in things, but like I I feel like it's a downfall of mine that I'm so obsessed with the things that I like mm-hmm. that no, I just want to keep. It is, but it it's very like, you know, very robotic in a, in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, I like dabbling in things here and there, but not that I want to like build into my lifestyle. But I think meditation, I I think is something I would. I think it's wise that you're very selective because whatever you do and you've been doing, you've done at a very high level, mm. which is what I want to get to and what I choose. Right. My problem is if I'm with someone that's passionate about something, you want that I'm easily influenced and I love passion. Right. So I was thinking about this a lot. Um, Action Bronson is one of my idols. Love the content he does. I think he doesn't care. He does what he wants. He gets interested in random stuff and makes it work. Mm-hmm. But he said something on this show, F That's Delicious, which I really resonate with. He's like, I just love I love learning things, and I love talking to people who are passionate about things. Mm-hmm. Because their passion, I somehow get like wrapped up in the excitement, right. and I want to explore that. And I'm like, you're having so much fun talking about this thing. I, I want to have that. <laughs> right. You know? I like that. That's good. You know, I went in an interview once. And I refer to myself as a uh, as a multi tool. <laughs> a multi tool. I'm like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, exactly right? that. Is that what those, those the guy was super knife? impressed with my terminology. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get the job, but <laughs> yeah, super impressed. I, thought, I yeah. thought it was like he was a, like, I don't want this multi. I had to describe myself, and you know, I was like, all right, well, I'll do this or that. But at the end of the day, I think where I thrive the most is being able to grab anything, doesn't matter what it is, and be able to do it at Survive. a decent yeah. level yeah. and figure it out. You know. And there, there is a thing that we're going to deal with just in general. Like, it definitely is more prominent in real estate, but I feel like people like interesting people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I like having conversations with interesting people. Yes. And if I'm doing interesting things that I'm passionate about, it just makes the, 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 the just life in general a little more vibrant. I like it. That, and that's, that's, um, like when we hang out. And you start talking cigars with me. I'm like, it's so fun to hang out with Dave. Not only because I like him, but he has these things that I'm not aware of that he shares with me. And then when we talk real estate and I'm able to hit you with some facts Mm -hmm. and like, oh, I like this. Have you done this? Like there's a level of you never expect anything from your friends. But when someone has a different like passion and you're able to come together and like 
appreciate each other's passion, it just makes yeah. everything more fun. I think that's really yes, cool. Yeah. That is. You know? By the way, Dave has only smoked me up once. And after that, he well, no, you in uh, South Carolina. <laughs> you told me. I was like, CV, yeah. you enjoying this? I'm He's not like, going to mm-hmm. lie. <laughs> yeah. And then I asked him. Vibe, and then I asked him the next morning, though. I said, you want another one? He was like, never again. No, never again. Never again. Never again. Once you learn how to smoke it right, which he taught me, then you're able to enjoy it. But when you don't smoke it, it's like drinking wine. When you don't only drink wine, you get hung over and you yeah. don't want to drink it well, again. Well, I learned my lesson. I'll never probably smoke that final third ever again. <laughs> there you go. But other yeah. than that, I do like it. I did yeah. like it. It's I just needed like a you know eight month hiatus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm back. Good. Let let's do when. it again. Um, what do we got? All right, last question. Last one. Last one. Beautiful. Thank what is God. your favorite way to refuel? Wow. Refuel. Starbucks is not trying? an acceptable answer. Food. And neither is um C three. So Starbucks is not an acceptable answer. But I. So if I'm being genuine here, right? Like. A hundred percent. It kind of takes me full circle back to the very first question, I guess, about happiness. Um, Me with a cigar in the sun would be my favorite way to really refuel. And I know like cigar smoke is not the healthiest thing, so I'm not looking at refuel as that. But to me, the process of like smoking a cigar, like the, the process of in and out there's something you about it. You meditate a lot. You just don't even that's know. That's meditating. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But there's something about that motion yeah. for me that like I do. A little it's, head rush too. It's much deeper than just me smoking a cigar. A big part of meditating is the breathing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that And that's what I'm saying. And like the fact that I then connect, you know, the flavors and the aromas to the cigar, it just brings the whole experience together. But for, for me to really refuel, I want to be outdoors. Right, because I love the, I love the sun, a little vitamin D. I need it if you're on YouTube right now, because uh, Mike and I are a little pasty, if you will. <laughs> Seriously, um, we really but, do something. But about this. smoking a cigar outside for me I, is really my favorite way to like just recharge. Because um, I do smoke a lot of cigars indoors at the lounge and stuff, and it's much different. Yeah. You know, it's cool because you're in in a lounge and people are around you and you network and that type of stuff. But like my freest moment, it really would be like just outside, like kind of by myself here and some like birds chirping and I'm just yeah. smoking That's in cool. and letting it out. Yeah. I got a couple different angles to this. So calves, <laughs> calves. Uh, I've enjoyed working out to refuel lately, like to get like back to like steady. But that's more of a stress management. Um, I like looking forward to like family dinners or a, a night out or dinners or some type of like something detached from the day to day. I just like looking forward to something so that I have like a break in the action. How people's Friday is like Friday. I don't have that. So having a dinner or something to look forward to, it gives me a break in the week. Right. Um, and then I like to go for walks, which is like one of my favorite things to do. Um, now it's becoming running, which I've really enjoyed running and I enjoy, what's your favorite? I'm trying to think through it. Like what would be Um, your favorite? It's probably the family dinner stuff. Like if I have a crazy week and I know we can go to a restaurant or just like go to a house or like, you know what? Let me take this back. People, I get refueled when I get together with friends or family and just have like a break in the action. Like I get energized from people from that. See, and I, I agree with that. I do, but when I'm think when I'm thinking the way my brain is when I hear refuel, I don't want to be around anybody. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And I love people. Yeah. I love I love people. Yeah, I, I would say I'm a people person, but like for me, refuel, I need to be by myself. So my 
I get the energy from people because like if I come meet up with you or, you know, I go over to someone's house or whatever chat, like hearing what they're going through and like talking to them and just like reminding myself you're not like everyone's on their own path is reassuring for some reason for yeah. me. Because I'm like, oh, like I get excited to get back to the work and get back to the life because mm-hmm. it's fun to check in with people and know that people are also going through their shit. Right. And, have stuff going on. Um, but ideally, if there's food and wine involved, I'm a fan. Yeah, that's a good one. That's right? definitely a good one, for sure. Good. I don't know. I'm trying I to like figure it. out. What about you, CV? Um, my little projects. Um, hmm, that's a good one. Making my, doing my little projects and being able to share them with my friends. That's probably my, you know, what was the question? You want a little project <laughs> making offense? Yeah. I'm oh. making offense. Did you not see my little project out there? It looks that was great. Like, that's what I'm saying. To refuel, right? And, and, oh, they're refueling. Right, right. So that's, that makes me feel good, man. When, you know, and that kind of refuels you. And, you know, me at least, you know, mm-hmm. doing my little projects with that, that gets me into my element and that makes me happy. And then being able to have something completed that I can then share with my friends. That's that's the part that makes you refuel to like want to do another one or hang out. Like. And this is a little bonus, real quick. Uh, I'd like to bonus. look at the end vision. So like, if I'm a little like drained, I'd like to remind myself of like the, you know, watch whatever like villas in Italy or, um, you know, a billionaire real estate investor. Like I like watching the apex and then getting excited because I'm like. Ah, getting there like i'm not yep. uh, maybe i'm on mile one of a million but i'm, I'm on the way wait for me very good help is on the way <laughs> you always used to say uh the yacht analogy too right yeah not you got to get close to it right just like go you. step on a yacht or something well just in life in general not yeah you yeah, know no 100 percent. like if you, you feel it like sometimes it, i say what you want about like expensive spots right but just being in that environment rubs off on you in some facet mm-hmm. whether that's i belong here or these people are just like me. Like there's nothing, there's nothing extraordinary about these people. Right. You know, that this person is an average person. Like I like the, when you make it very realistic because it's very unrealistic goals. So when you can bring it down to a little more um, attainable, it's fun. Reduce it to the ridiculous. Right? Yeah, that was a good post. <laughs> um, good. No, listen, th- this stuff is uh it's cool to look back on, you know, I know it's a lengthy conversation, but I think it's, it's one that we don't, we don't typically have. Um, and it kind of forces us to have it right. And like to think back, look at your year and be like, you know what, a lot of ups, but there were some downs, but you know what, we're still, we're still plugging away. Yeah. I think this is, should be done in doses. Some yeah. people get caught in the past Yeah, and then you can't create a future if you're right. in the past. Right. Um, since this is a Thanksgiving episode, I would like to say that I'm extremely grateful for this camaraderie that we have together. And the big linguist. The big linguist. And what we do on a day in and day out. Um, we're a ways in, and it feels good. It feels good every time that we get together and, and kind of get this thing going. It's like uh, it's like our baby, you know? Yeah. It feels yeah. good. And the f- yeah. feeling is absolutely mutual, and we cannot do it without you because it would just voice. be Mike and I talking to ourselves yeah. like like we've always done but this uh this actually brings some uh, some value to people which is which is even more incredible and honestly I'm very very grateful for not only the two of you guys but to everybody that that tunes in and, and listens because that that's very motivating yeah I still you know? get a kick out of everything funny, right? I still think it's hilarious that people like quota like right it's right. very interesting <laughs> it's very weird it really is I was in the gym this morning um and before we get into Dave's dime of the week which is going to be completely different of a, of a dime because it's going to be your dimes that you've sent to us um <laughs> uh in terms of gratitude but 
I'm in the gym. I'm talking to this guy and he's like, you know, like, I just have to tell you that, you know, your podcast is like the front of my list. I'm like, yeah, like, that's awesome. But like, why? Yeah, right? Like, yeah, why yeah. is that? Yeah. Yeah. Such a good question. Yeah. Like, this why? Guy stole your headphones. <laughs> um, and his answer was like, because I see you and like, I know you guys. He's like, I feel like I know you guys. And he's like, it bugs me out to say this to another man. But the fact that your voice is in my ear while I'm working out and I can see you, he's like, it's really weird, but he's like, I, I just love what you guys are about. That's I love cool. what you guys talk about. And I was like, yo, man, I appreciate you you telling me that. Um, but if you have my headphones, give them the F back. You know <laughs> the guy's man? listening on right, your you're headphones on my headphones. You. This is F'd up, man. Um, but no, it's yeah. it's wild because, you know, I know you get these these thoughts on, uh, you know, with the social media stuff, too. And you're like, well, I, I didn't even know that this was really doing anything, you know. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, when you hear stuff like that, you're like, whoa. Yeah. This is where my mom Trips texted you out. me. My mom texted me the other day. I don't even know who this person is, but she's like, you know, so and so's son who has just joined um, the sobriety journey or whatever, or just being sober, absolutely loves your guys' podcast. I'm like, it's that's amazing. bizarre. Yeah, and I don't know who these people are. Yeah, you know. Uh, so this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. Um, so I had, you know, just kind of pulled some screenshots together so there's two specific ones um that i just thought were so cool because typically people you know you kind of associate the the no snooze mindset with just the gym and that's you know fine and dandy but there were just two different ones that got submitted this was a text message i met this guy in uh this guy back in uh 20 2020 i believe was um, he um squeezing your bicep at haiku <laughs> if in, you're uh, a dave if you're a dave fan he just hit you with guy in 2020 <laughs> in his 2020. accent came out big but i don't know i must have been drinking because if i just met some dude and i just gave him my number because he liked the podcast <laughs> i must have been so flustered in the early days right? let me preface this in the yeah. early days we gave out everyone but you got our number like, we subscribed I, yeah like i must have been like so humbled that he said something to me about the podcast that I was like, yo man, you got to take my number. So, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So he literally just texted me. Um, and he goes, Hey buddy, I hope all is well. Not sure if you remember, but you gave me your number back in 2020 at haiku in white plains. 2020. After two years of snoozing, I have officially left my nine to five to pursue my DJ business. I mentioned Oh Jesus. 19 out of 52 weeks are already booked for 2023. Wow. I've been meaning to reach out and say thanks for the encouraging words back then. Mind you, I don't know what I said. Yeah. It wasn't an easy decision, but it was so worth it. You and Mike keep doing your thing. That always gets me worried when they say I quit my job. But right. I thought it was going to be followed up. Like I'm miserable. Like, (laughs) But how bugged out is that? It's pretty cool. It's awesome. Um, and so that was one. And then the second one, this one, you probably saw this in the DM, but I clipped it out because it was just, it was awesome. And it was pretty recent. Said, uh, Dave talked about doing something consistently for 60 days to develop new habits in one of the epis. I took on the challenge with dieting and exercising daily, finished the 60 days down from 17% body fat down to 13. My guy. Now I'm hooked. On the way to 10%. Let's oh. see if I can sustain it with this newborn baby. Oh. Thank you guys for all the content. It's truly helping people and changing lives. Keep up the good work. Love Mike. <laughs> I wrote <Crazy>. that one. <laughs> Mike submitted that one. Um, I just, Very I mean, cool, cool, Very cool stuff, right? Like, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't really think 
that that stuff is like really helping people because sometimes i feel like we could get in the booth and we have a conversation it's like all right it's good for us but like what is it really doing for people i think at the end awesome. of the day it reassures people that everyone else is kind of grinding through their own thing and yeah. we're normal guys normal shit going right. on and right. they're just like if they can do it right. i think we're the people that point to, people point to us and like if these idiots yeah can exactly do it, which yeah. i'm happy to be that person i always say that about parenting i'm like some of my friends yeah y'all are not too intelligent y'all got five kids i could do it you know what I'm saying? we're those people i can, well, I can figure this out yeah. i can people figure this definitely out. watch us they're like mike's got two kids yeah. and like he, he's doing decent. Like <laughs> I must be do well. I could do this. Um, no, man. So listen, good this episode. Was, this was fun. We got to steal more Jay episode. Shetty's episodes. These right? are fun. It, it was good. And it, it literally, <laughs> I just clipped. I, I clipped it. Send it to CV. I was like, yo, read these to us. Uh, basic questions. But again, I challenge you guys. You know, Mike always likes a little challenge back to you guys. You know, replay this back. Get the questions and um, do it yourself. You know, do it yourself because yeah. it's it forces a good conversation. Even around the the table at Thanksgiving, ask it to. Uh, to uh, one of the family members or something. I just came up with this on the fly. Food for thought, which is a, a great way to uh, for me because I love yeah, eating. Yeah. Food for thought for everyone. Now that the the crazy three years are behind us, I challenge you: is now the time to take your foot off the gas or push harder than you have before? Mm. A lot of people I see around are Pedal kind of taking the foot the off metal. the gas. I agree. And now might be the time to you I know agree. say what you want about the markets. Mm-hmm. That might be the time. I agree. This was fun. This was a good one, right? It, it was very, very. Let's sell effort- some houses. What I mean, a, a lot of it is effortless anyway. But this was, uh, I feel like, extremely effortless to, to just reflect. It's tough though because so now it. I want to smoke cigars, right? drink wine, travel. Let's go. <laughs> I don't want to work. Listen, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Um, and again, guys, we just appreciate what you do. We're very grateful for you tuning in one time or for the 123 episodes, uh, in, it really makes a difference and, uh, keeps, uh, inspiring us to provide you guys with, with some sort of value here. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat a full pumpkin pie. All That's right, my, let's go uh, do that. my, I'm definitely gonna do it. I'm in. Yeah. Full I'm pumpkin in. pie for Thanksgiving. Pumpkin pies with the guys. Listen, challenge accepted. <laughs> Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. And this is the one time you can go eat, all right? Go eat. Go eat. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.